0: Hey, it's Locked on Mavericks for Thursday, March 30th, episode number 104, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'm Mike. He's Jake. Thank you for uh, for joining us. You can follow uh, me at Machine Sports. You can follow him at NotJackKemp. And you can play along with the show at Locked on Mavs if you want to tweet me. Uh. If you're like not super happy about how long, how long we take to do our sponsor reads, Martin, and you feel like uh, tweeting at us, do that. It's a free world. I don't care. Um, And we're brought to you today and uh, most days by Bodark Consulting. They've been around uh, for over a decade now, and they're based locally in Flower Mound. What they do and what they can do for you is develop software solutions for uh, businesses of any size, a tiny little startup or uh, that big uh, gorilla in the room. So uh, some of their uh, specialties include web and mobile application, improving user experience and productivity, customizing and extending enterprise software packages, cloud application development, system, systems integration, that's plural, uh, and the interneting of all things in automation. That's what they can do for you. And they can also identify the right technology solutions to accelerate your business potential. Please check them out at bodark.com. B-O-W-D-A-R-K. Listen, here's what he's saying.
1: Here's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything about the internet. You don't know anything about any... You don't know even really about computers. They do. Just let them do it.
0: You don't know anything about anything, really, when you think about it. (coughs) On the whole...
1: You're not going to make an app. You're not. They
0: are. You can't fix anything. How's your cloud application game? Huh? Probably not great. So why don't you call them? Or at least go to the website, bodark.com, please? All right. So uh, we'll get to... um, Operation Eighth Pick in just a minute, as uh, as everyone seems to be on the same page. A good a good rolling out <laughs> of the uh, of the battle plans, but um, let's knock some news out first. Um, and it doesn't really need more than maybe thirty seconds. They did sign Utov to a multi year deal. Weird. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, he did get to play last night, um, and he got his first NBA buckets. Also Uh, weird. Yeah, also extremely weird. Um, They let Manny Harris go. So what I'm trying to tell you is Utoff will probably be here next year um, in some capacity on a uh, looks like it's $1.3 next year million-dollar deal. Good for him, I guess. That's probably more money than he's ever made in his entire life or his family's ever made. So that's pretty pretty cool. He doesn't Uh,
1: have to buy deli meat anymore on the road like he did uh, a couple weeks ago.
0: That's right. And uh, he's got some kind of security into next season. Uh, They let Manny Harris go. Doesn't really matter to me at all. What does matter is they have an open roster spot now. So uh, they can – they've got some uh, – got a bullet in the chamber that they need to be – needs to be filled in these final eight games. Rodney B? (laughs) Hey, why the hell not? I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Um, I haven't checked in on our good friend Roderick in a while. but Zotnam? Okay. Now you're now you're talking. I think he's wrestling right now actually. Oh yeah, that's right. Or training for his one on one matchup with me, which is still on the table. Can't can't believe we've gotten this far into this season.
1: It's gonna wash you.
0: Without having an entire episode on how badly <laughs> I would I would beat Sutton seeing one on one. Well there's always next week. There is. There's always next week. And uh I think the grand the grand plan is me and you versus Sotnam and Del Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that been discussed. <laughs> if we can get this sanctioned and get like some, some official – I'm just worried about the officiating, okay? Uh, I just need some guys I can trust.
1: Some guarantees of impartial. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to need a bipartisan committee on this if you don't mind. But oh, um, funny. All right, so Mavs uh, traveled down to New Orleans last night and uh, did what they had to do, which is uh, play well for one half of basketball but still lose, 121-118. Um, um, so Seth got the start at point guard, which is um, very interesting to me. Um, do you just I, mean
1: because he's been injured or what?
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I mean he started at the one. I mean, they took – they slided Yogi out. Um, I didn't know what they were going to do whenever after his shoulder injury. Well, they did that before he went out. Yeah, they did it one one game, didn't they? Two games. Two? Okay. Um, They did it two, and it's just like it's a thing now, I guess. And, uh, you know, I didn't see any discernible (laughs) point guard skill out of Seth Curry. He kind of did the same stuff he always does. um, And he's been doing in those other two games. So um, I guess when you have nine games left, might as well. Uh, it it was a little weird uh, that Salah was ruled inactive with about uh, 15 minutes before the game. With a at first it was a stomach issue, and then um, later it turned out that Rick said his knee was sore. Um, I'm I was on the I was on the pregame. Salah did not make the injury report up until about 10 minutes left uh, before the game to start. So something was going on there. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that they're um, I'm not saying that they're tanking uh, but sitting wet, uh, Seth with the shoulder the other night and only playing nine guys and then sitting Salah your backup center against a team who basically starts two centers it's just a little fishy mm-hmm. just a little, little fishy mm-hmm. going on, just a little <laughs> curious just a tad curious about um, what the rationale is behind uh, all those choices and then playing like uh, Utov in the first half, um, and getting Dwight Powell out there so they could, like people could just take his lunch money. Um, yeah, that's not a good matchup for DP. It's really not. It's really not at all.
1: Mail must be de- be uh, being delivered,
0: Mike. Oh, the mail is. Yeah, apparently. Bring me something good. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can still talk, oh, okay. No worries. Uh, I wonder if
1: if we're gonna follow the money and we're gonna mm-hmm. Infowar.com this
0: thing. Never go full Infowars.
1: I wonder if it was because they were playing a team with the same
0: record as them. That's exactly why.
1: <laughs>
0: That's exactly what they were doing. <laughs> like this, this was a very important game to lose. Quite honestly, yeah. <laughs> it really um, was. It's uh, it's the difference between um, having to take Frank the Tank and having to take uh. I mean if you if you get to the eighth spot, which we'll talk about here in a minute, uh how how you can do that, um you're basically guaranteed one of Dennis Smith, De'Aaron Fox, or Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. And in that scenario, like I am I'm like hip thrusting, I'm jumping everywhere, I'm throwing confetti, like screw y'all, like we won it. <laughs> um so that's my dream is the eighth pick, and we'll touch that in a minute, but they, it was. This was a very, very important game in like the large scheme of things, uh, and they did their part. They played well. Uh, I was talking to our friend uh, uh, Brick before the game, and you know he has a little extra action that's going on with these games, of course. And uh, I was like, I was like, what's the number? And he was like, oh, it's uh, it's Pelicans plus six. And I was like, nah, man. I was like, the Mavs are going to lose, but they're going to lose by three. And I called it right in the nose. <laughs> I was like, Damn. yes, I'm the best gambler on earth. Um, but yeah, the first half was really stinking ugly. Uh, Mav shot thirty-eight point nine from the field, uh, four of twelve from three. Devin freaked out, um, which was cool. I enjoy seeing a good freakout when it's earned. Um, after he'd was, been like, it was early too. It was pretty early. I mean, he had <clears throat> they'd put him in a couple different pick and rolls with like boogie and uh, and AD. And he got called for like two of them, I think, defensive fouls when they're just like throwing him around like night at the Roxbury. And uh, so he gets up and he freaks out and I'm like totally into it. And then I realize like the second ref that's on the court is a female. And I'm like, stop it, Devin, stop it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. stop, stop you at on this lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't <laughs> it know. Was,
0: it was a little weird. It's uh, Lauren Holt Camp, I think is her name. I think she was on some she, uh, CBS. Like she was either on 60 Minutes or something like that. Uh, as the first uh, – or not the first lady ref, but, like, the first full-time one. Um, but anyway, that got me a little uncomfortable. But Devin did have a nice uh, nice, well-earned freakout. And there was just, like, frustration overall in the first, uh, first half. And then they came out and they played some decent basketball. Um, they were down by, what, 12? Good God, 12 to the Pelicans in the first half. And it just looked like uh, they were just going to run a uh, conveyor belt from the top of the key – to the basket with uh, A.D. or DeMarcus Cousins, whoever whoever felt like it at that moment. And uh, they bullied him around pretty well. But then Yogi freaks out in the third, uh, goes three of three from three on all pull-ups in transition. Barnes starts to get his sea legs, seven points in the third. And then the fourth quarter comes around, and uh, Dirk can't miss. Um, He doesn't miss the entire quarter, four for four, two of two from three, uh, two free throws. Seth starts warming up, starts getting back in the flow of it, and Yogi makes some big, big buckets, and they tied it, and took the lead for a moment there, and then Jordan Crawford's uh, um, unconscious shot from the corner kind of, kind of nailed it, and then, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. the game, the game before this one, um, I forget what game was, oh the Thunder game, the last three thirty of that game was pretty questionable. The last I don't know four or five Mavs possessions, I was like. Y'all aren't running a play. Everyone's just kind of looking at each other uh, and agreeing not, not to shoot the ball until there's five seconds left on the shot clock. What exactly was the play when you need a three? Um, you're down three with uh, whatever amount of time that was left. Um, and Seth dribbles up and just kind of, like, stops. And he's like, ah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Fifteen seconds left. You can't get one decent look in 15 seconds? Well – that right there
1: is why it's hard to imagine him being your starting point guard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's it was a terrible look. I mean, it's not Wes's fault. He got, he got a bad beat on that. But I, I would have pissed my pants, I think, if he had made that shot. That's how surprised I would have been. I thought he
0: was going to just to mess with me.
1: There's, dude, he hasn't, <laughs> hit, he hasn't hit a three that looks like that in a month.
0: Yeah, that's true. And he didn't have so, a great game.
1: He's had a horrible month. Yeah, he really has, man. He's had a pretty bad month and a half, two months. But there's no chance that was ever going in. But it wasn't his fault. It was – that was no. on Seth.
0: Yeah, that's for sure on Seth. He messed around way too long. Um, I don't know if he forgot what the score was, but it looked like he was really hell-bent on getting to the basket and then remembered, oh, we're down by three. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what was going through his mind, but the decision-making wasn't quick enough. It just wasn't no. point guard – uh, I need to create uh, some kind of rotation here in the defense and eventually get a good look out of it. It looked like he was going to go with the basket again like he did the possession before that. And if you go get that two, and there's still like nine seconds left, that's kind of fine too. Yeah. But he looked like he got caught in between. And he was like uh, – <laughs> he was Jean-Claude Van Damme in between the 18-wheelers. His legs just kept going further apart. He was like, okay, i got to choose a, I got to choose a side here. And uh, he just bailed out on it and dumped it to West, and I – I thought Wes was going to make it just to f with me. <laughs> I was like, "We need this loss. Just let me have this, Wesley." It's definitely,
1: a, it's definitely a weird feeling. Yeah, that you know, it's very yay boo. I mean, I mm-hmm. was pissed off because I think at the end of the day, you, <clears throat> it's it's a conversation. <clears throat> excuse me about which is worse, losing close gate. Which is worse for your like your psyche and the future of the core, losing close games losing games where they were up and then they lose close to the end or just getting blown out? Like, Phoenix is getting run yeah, um, for like two weeks in a row now. Mm-hmm. Is that is that bad for them? It, like, if they were competitive in those games and lost, would that be better? Because, I don't know. I think that's really kind of a weird conversation. Like, you're, the... you want them to lose because you want to get to eight, but then the other night they blow a 13-point lead at home to a team that... You know, was going to end up being like the five or six seed.
0: I don't know. I think that might stick with you a little bit. I think the 14-0 close against Oklahoma City probably sticks with them. Um, I mean, they're going to remember that for a while. I'm already done with it. Like I thought it was uh, whatever Um, because I'm kind of emotionally detached at this moment. But I'm not, you know, that's not my job to play professional basketball. I think what Phoenix is doing is a little bit different to me because they're not playing guys, um, like multiple guys, like Brandon Knight and Tyson Chandler. And so you're automatically kind of going into a game thinking you're not good enough, um, thinking that you don't have it, and then you get, you get run through um, and embarrassed for weeks at a time. I think that's a little bit different. I just, in, in every one of these games remaining, I just want the Mavericks to play really well for one half. And if the other half they get, they end up negative 12 like they did last night, then they're never going to get back into the game. Yeah. Um, I just want stretches of really good basketball from the dudes <coughs> that are going to be here going forward. Um, and the rest of it, I, somehow I've kind of uh, pacified myself as it's okay. <laughs> um, well,
1: it's okay because of it getting to eight.
0: Yeah. That's exactly why, because this was game one of a five-game road trip. Um, They have uh, Memphis on Friday, Sunday will be at Milwaukee, Tuesday will be at Sacramento, and Wednesday will be at uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. I think the Kings game will be the only game they're favored in, if they even are. Um, I don't think 538 actually has them favored in that one uh, because of the the travel. Um, They factor that in pretty hard, but let's see. Friday is – there we go, sorry. Um, Yeah, they're at Memphis. Memphis is a 74% chance to win that game. Sunday uh, at Milwaukee. Milwaukee has a 74% chance. And then Monday it's Dallas. Sacramento is actually favored in that game, oddly enough. Um, But what's about to happen (coughs) is uh, Minnesota is the team that's in the eighth spot right now. They haven't been playing very well. They finally got a win uh, the other night to break there. I think they had lost like six in a row or something like that. They had. And so tonight they get the, um, the Lakers at home. They're going to beat the Lakers. I would assume the last time they played the Lakers, they took them to overtime and the Lakers ended up winning, but that was in LA. This is in Minnesota. Um, they play the Lakers tonight. They are one and a half games back of the Mavericks. So after tonight, they will be one game back. Here's the remaining schedule. They have Sacramento at home, Portland at home, at Golden State, at Portland, at Utah, Los Angeles, OKC, Houston. The Lakers, not Los Angeles Clippers. So I think they have probably three wins in them, maybe four. You're going to be walking a real fine line if you can duck underneath what the Timberwolves are doing um, and and stay at like 33 wins, or maybe they jumped up to 34. Um, and if you tie them, I'm fine with tying them in record. That doesn't bother me either. Like at least you, you got there. But Operation Eighth Pick is what I'm worried about at this moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's super likely. But I also think that staying at nine at least gives you, I mean, it's obviously a better options than ten. Like mm-hmm. I think probably Fox has gone by eight. Maybe Isaac's gone by eight. But Dennis, one of, basically, it's. I think you have your pick between two or three players you like at uh, at eight, and I think you have your pick between one, maybe two players you like at nine. Mm-hmm. Or a guy that you just have to take, like uh, Tilakina, but at 10, you're probably more like, this guy's not going to play for us this year.
0: Yeah. you are more resigned to probably Frank. Yeah. Um, depending on what they – and it all obviously depends on how they feel about those dudes. But – I like I don't wanna to make too much of being the eighth pick versus being the tenth pick, but from what i how I feel about this this draft class, that's a pretty big deal to me
1: I think based on every single mock we've looked at for the entire year, it's a pretty big deal.
0: It's a big deal man the
1: guys the guys who are in the top eight may mm-hmm. have changed, but the fact that there's a cliff afterward has not yeah,
0: that's pretty important to me, and especially. It's pretty important for me to have my choice of two, at least two guys that I like, you know,
1: as opposed to feeling like you, you know, yeah.
0: unless instead of like, oh, I guess we have to take Markin in because he's the only one left, Um, you know, so anyway, um, I'll be watching. I'll be keeping tabs on every single Timberwolves. (laughs) <laughs> came the rest of the season, which is a miserable endeavor. But uh, I think yep. it's also – the last thing I'll say is I still think it's really weird
1: how many teams in the top that are going to pick in the top ten really don't need to be picking point guards. They will, but it's going to yeah. be weird. And I would go back to the idea that this is how Ricky Rubio is going to get traded. Yeah. Because you Boston – Again, I'm not saying that any of these teams won't draft a point guard, Mm -hmm. but Boston could use Josh Jackson a lot more than they could use Alonzo Ball or Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah. So the Lakers, you know, probably it would be best if they drafted a point guard and either – they can't play Russell and Clarkson together. Right. Um, One of those guys probably has to go. I don't know if either one of them are a true point guard. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Clarkson isn't, right? Yeah. But is – D'Angelo Russell now a sixth man? <laughs> yeah. After, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Clarkson is, and the, the play is to play him. Or maybe they move Clarkson and they play Russell at the two if they can get a guard. But they'll probably draft a point guard, but they're going to have to move someone if they do. Yeah. Phoenix. Wh- what is Phoenix going to do? Yeah, they got to get rid of Bledsoe. They they have to get rid of Bledsoe. I mean, they, they're already not playing uh, the dude they drafted last year. Mm-hmm. Chris. Yep. So... I don't know. They, that's that's a team right there that is. uh Eulis uh, U- uh, doesn't play right. They don't yeah. play Tyler Ulist at all. Not Marquis Chris doesn't play, but he's a big Tyler yeah. Ulist doesn't play. Um, boy, they got a lot of dudes from Kentucky.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> but, um, they got ben- they got Bender, who I don't even think they've given many minutes to either. Like they have. Plenty. That's another one. So. They're gonna
1: be moving somebody. I'm surprised that they didn't move Lynn. We talked about him back whenever we were talking uh New mm-hmm. So that's another team that might draft a point guard, but if they do, they're gonna to have to move somebody. Orlando, they'll take a point guard and they need to. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the f- I think right? they like Alfred, but Boy. I don't know why. <laughs> I would be tiring of that. Uh Philadelphia, they can draft a point guard if they want, but I know that their plan is to play uh Ben Simmons at the one. Mm-hmm. So the Nick,
0: the Knicks are like the first one where I'm like Knick, yeah take whatever. It
1: just screams at you. The Knicks yeah. and the Kings both because yeah. n- neither one of those teams really have guards mm-hmm. uh or have point guards and then Minnesota at uh at 8. Mhm. If I mean if Dennis Smith is there they should take him but yeah. they should they're then going to move Rubio and I would not be surprised at all if Rubio is a Maverick next year. Not at all.
0: No, that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. I bet I bet Minnesota would talk themselves into Isaac Next, or, Mar- or or in first? Like I don't, because they got Chris Dunn too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. He's already not playing. Like they got Chris Dunn and they got Tyus Jones.
1: I mean, like, they could they could use. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. It just depends on what you. I mean, yeah, Isaac would make sense for them, but I just think there's going to be a lot of gu- like there's going to be point guards being pushed down the board.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Even by some of these even by some of these teams that that even if some of the teams that already have them take them there's going to be others that don't and some guys are going to fall based on position it's a weird yeah. that's what's so weird about this draft to me
0: yeah and we're not even like accounting for somebody jumping into the top 10 that we don't see jumping into the top 10 like uh like if terrence jumps up into the top 10 or something like that yeah. like there's something weird's going to happen it's not going to go exactly according to draft Express's <laughs> outline thus far you know what i mean yeah like someone's gonna take a weird pick in there. Someone's gonna take Anthony Bennett <laughs> number one. And or Miles Bridges is gonna like slide into the top ten or something like that. So I just wanna be there. I wanna be the most ready, open armed, uh, eighth pick that there that it could be. And um that's my goal for the rest of the season. Like the rest of the, most of these are on the road. They have four four straight on the road and then uh two more, so it's kinda of laid out for you. Let's let's take care of business. But, uh, all right, thank you for listening. And, uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. We'll see you, man.